from the last opportunity for eight teams, or really seven teams because Ohio State does not play this weekend, for seven teams to impress the college football playoff committee one last time and make their case as to why they should be one of the four teams playing for a national title. And as we approach conference championship weekend here, I think there are a few guarantees we can say heading into this weekend in terms of no matter what outcome we see on Friday or Saturday, this team or this conference is guaranteed to be in. Like Friday night, for example, I don't care if Washington wins. I don't care if Oregon wins. The Pac-12 champ is getting in. Whoever wins that game, Ducks or Huskies, guaranteed a lock to be one of the four teams in the college football playoff. The Pac-12 is not getting shut out this year. That's guarantee number one. Guarantee number two. In a similar vein, the SEC champ is not getting left out this year. Georgia wins. Clearly, obviously, they're in. Bama wins. They beat Georgia. Crimson Tide, guaranteed to be in. They're not getting left out as an SEC champ with a win over the number one team in the country. Sitting there at 12-1. and one. Even though right now they're number eight, there is zero chance the committee is leaving out Alabama if they beat Georgia on Saturday. So no matter who wins in Atlanta on Saturday afternoon, the SEC champ, Georgia or Bama, guaranteed in to the college football playoff. Michigan, I think win or lose, they are guaranteed to be in the college football playoff. I can't foresee a scenario where they lose to Iowa and get left out of the playoff. I can't see it. I can't see a scenario, to be honest with you, that, uh, of Michigan losing this game, period. So I can't see, uh, see a scenario where Iowa scores more than 10 points. I can't see it. I mean, honestly, wait, 10 points. I think they're over under the first half is literally a half a point. And if you take the over, it's plus money. Vegas is, is betting right now, and the odds are that Iowa's going to get shut out in the first half against Michigan. So I'm not even, I don't even feel confident telling you I was going to score a touchdown on Saturday. But even if somehow Michigan loses, the unthinkable happens. At 12 and 1, I mean, Iowa's not getting it. That's, you can shut that down right now. There's zero chance Iowa is making the playoff. I just don't see how Michigan's out, though. 12 and 1, two top 10 wins over Ohio State and Penn State. I don't see three other teams jumping in and. And uh, getting the nod over them. I don't think Washington, let's say if, if Washington loses to Oregon, I don't see the committee putting Washington in over, over Michigan. I don't, definitely don't see the committee putting Ohio State in over Michigan. I just can't foresee a scenario where Michigan loses and is still out. So I think they are a lock. So I think three locks, no matter what happens this weekend, no matter who wins, the Pac-12, uh, Pac-12 champ is in. SEC champ is in. Michigan is in. Now, there's one more lock. I want to get to a few scenarios here as well and kind of get you thinking a little bit about who should be and who should be out. But one other lock is this. If Alabama beats Georgia, not only is Bama a lock 
to make the college football playoff. As long as they went on Saturday against Oklahoma State, Texas is a lock to make the college football playoff as well. Texas and Alabama are a tag team. As long as they both win on Saturday, there is no chance either of them are getting left out of the playoff. Because we we have to honor results on the field. Texas beat Alabama. They will both have the same record at 12-1, and and they both will be a conference champion. There is no way you can argue, if you're the committee, that Alabama should be in, but Texas should be out. If both win, there is no way you can put Bama in without Texas. So that's why if you're an, uh, a Longhorns fan, I think you're actually rooting for Alabama. I think you are rooting for Alabama to beat Georgia on Saturday because I think that's one of the one of the ways you are guaranteed to make the playoff. And this entire time, I have a, disagree with a lot of what the committee has done with their rankings. I mean, it's the right decision, so I don't want to give them too much credit because it is obvious, but they deserve credit nonetheless because the bar for them is so low. They have this entire time, no matter who Alabama's beaten and, and sometimes when Texas has struggled, they have kept the Longhorns above the Crimson Tide in every single rankings. It's been Texas 7, Alabama 8. They have respected the head-to-head. And so that's why I think if Bama wins and Texas wins, Bama's going to the playoff, but tied right at the hip with them are the Longhorns. Both are in. So those are the locks to watch out for this weekend here. As we start to really, I mean, we are right there, right? We are are right there. The last few days before Sunday afternoon, we find out who are the four teams competing in the college football playoff. A few things are certain. In this uncertain world of college football, there are a few guarantees. Pac-12 champ, no matter who wins, is in. SEC champ, no matter who wins, is in. Michigan, I think, win or lose, is in. And if Alabama's in, Texas is in. Those are your four guarantees. All right, here's what I want to do here really fast. I want to give you my top four and my playoff predictions here in a little bit, 15 minutes. 15 minutes from now, I will give you the four teams who I think the committee will select on Sunday to be competing in the college football playoff, which also obviously includes outcomes of the conference championship weekend. So I'll give you kind of those picks there, a little two and one. But I want want to run some quick scenarios by you here. Because, again, this has been – this is unprecedented. We have never been this late in the season before and still have this many teams alive. Eight teams, four spots. So let's play a little game of really fast here. Who's in? Who's out? Based upon these scenarios, I'm going to give to you. So let's just say here, scenario number one. On Saturday, we watch Georgia beat Alabama. Michigan beat Iowa. Oregon beat Washington. Florida State beat Louisville. Texas beats Oklahoma State. So Georgia wins, Michigan wins, Oregon wins, Florida State wins, Texas wins. You're going to have three undefeated teams, Bulldogs, Wolverines, Seminoles, two teams at 12-1 conference champs, Oregon, Texas. Five teams, one out. Who do I think the team that's going to be out, or who should be, I should say, the team that's out? 
Florida State. In that scenario, Georgia, Michigan, Oregon, Florida State, Texas all win. The team that's left out is Florida State. The committee and the college football playoff committee chairman, Bill Hancock, reiterated this last night on a conference call. The committee's sole duty is to find the four best teams in the country. That's it. Not most deserving, the four best. And in that scenario, Georgia is better than Florida State. Michigan is better than Florida State. Oregon is better than Florida State. And Texas is better than Florida State. So if we see those five teams win on Friday and Saturday, the team left out for me is is the Seminoles. Now, what I think should happen and what the committee will do, unfortunately, are two different things. So while I will sit here and tell you right now, I think Florida State should be the team out. If this scenario just pops up here, who I think the committee will actually leave out is Texas. I don't think the committee has the stones to leave an undefeated Florida State team out. I really don't. They do not want to make a hard decision, and so I don't think they will. So if we see a scenario, Georgia beats Bama, Michigan beats Iowa, Oregon beats Washington, Florida State beats Louisville, Texas beats Oklahoma State, I think the Longhorns are going to be the short end of the stick. They're going to be the team that is left out of the playoff and be sitting there being furious. Shouldn't be them. It should be the Seminoles. But I think this, uh, the committee would leave Texas out. Okay, that's scenario here, number one. Scenario number two, Alabama beats Georgia. Michigan beats Iowa. Oregon beats Washington. Florida State beats Louisville, Texas beats Oklahoma State. So the exact scenario we just ran through before, except the SEC champ flips. Bama beats Georgia. Who is that in that scenario? Bama beats Georgia. Michigan wins. Oregon wins. Florida State wins. Texas wins. I think in that scenario, the four teams in, Bama, Michigan, Texas, Oregon. Goes back to what I just said before. Texas and Alabama are a package deal. If you are putting Alabama in, there is no way you can justify Alabama in and Texas out. No way. So in this scenario, if Alabama upsets Georgia, Michigan beats Iowa, Oregon beats Washington, Florida State beats Louisville, and Texas beats Oklahoma State, the two teams on the short end of the stick, I think are Florida State and Georgia. The committee values conference championships. Georgia will not have one. And again, if we're looking for the four best teams, Florida State is not better than Bama, Michigan, Texas, or Oregon. That would be your college football playoff. Alabama, Michigan, Texas, Oregon. It sucks. I feel bad for dog fans that that scenario is absolutely realistic and you get left out, but I don't see the justification for how you could put Georgia in over Alabama, over Michigan, over Texas, and over Oregon. Who, who are you leaving out? Georgia would not have a leg to stand on there if that scenario does present itself. Okay, scenario here number three. Bama wins. 
Michigan wins. Oregon wins. Florida State and Texas lose. That's right. Bama wins, Michigan wins, Oregon wins. Florida State, Texas both lose. So you're going to have Bama winning, they're in. Michigan winning, they're in. Oregon winning, they're in. And now the three spots, or I'm sorry, the fourth and final spot is going to be between three teams. Georgia at 12-1, and one, not a conference champ. Washington at 12-1, and one, not a conference champ. And Ohio State at 11-1, and one, not even playing on championship weekend. Who is left out in that scenario where Alabama wins, Michigan wins, Oregon wins, but Florida State loses to Louisville and Texas is upset by Oklahoma State? I think Washington is the fourth team in. Washington, I think, has a better resume than Georgia and Ohio State. Washington has three wins in the top 20. Georgia got two. Washington has the better win. They beat number six, Oregon. Georgia's best win, number nine, Missouri. Better resume, better win. Huskies are in. Simple as that. Simple as that. So if Bama wins, Michigan wins, Oregon wins, and we see two upsets in the ACC and Big 12 championship games, Washington gets in. The Pac-12, I think it's two teams in. Georgia's out, and Ohio State is out. All right, final scenario here. What if this happens over the weekend? Georgia wins. Michigan wins. Oregon wins. Texas wins. Florida State loses. Georgia wins. They're in. Michigan wins. They're in. Oregon wins. They're in. Texas wins. They're in. Simple as that. Simple as that. Georgia, Michigan, Oregon, Texas. So this is going to be a really fun, really fun weekend here. I cannot wait. There's going to be so much chaos here. Eight teams alive for the final four spots. 855-212-4227. Let's have some thoughts from Adrian calling from Maryland. What's up, Adrian? Hey, buddy. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks hey, for making I, it, man. I'm 100% with you. I'm glad we're going to 12 because then we don't have to go through all of this craziness. Um, my scenario is I think Georgia, if they win or lose, they're in. The problem is it's, it's all going to come down to that game on Friday with Oregon and Washington. Washington wins, they're automatically in. If right. Oregon wins, I think they still got to sweat it out. I would agree because Washington, again, we just kind of went through it before. One of the scenarios, Washington's resume is better than Georgia's this year. And so if they so, both lose, like, if Georgia wins, right, there, it's not even a discussion. They're in. But we're talking no, about no, then we're, we're, undefeated teams in similarly both Washington and Georgia losing their conference championship game. Washington's resume is better. Suppose, suppose Well, what I'm saying is if Georgia loses, I think the committee put them at one. So if they do lose, they only move down to number four, and then then you got controversy. I mean, Bama gets in, and then Texas, if they win, they get in, and then Michigan's there. Then there's that scenario of Texas versus Oregon or Texas versus Washington. 
And that scenario, though, Adrian, you're right. You have to put Texas in. Texas beat Alabama. You, we can't be sitting here talking about Alabama making the playoff and Texas not when Texas beat them head-to-head. No, I would put Texas in. I would put Bama and Texas in. And I think the committee's trying to say if Georgia loses all their work they did all year, they only move down to four. So they'll still be in. See what I'm saying? No, I know what you're saying. And I, I appreciate the call, Adrian. It's going to be the frustrating part with this, from my perspective, just like what I would do is almost polar opposite from what the committee would do. It is. And I don't think the committee, like, I think the committee comes at this from a bad perspective. I think their goal was let's make the easiest decision possible. But the easiest decision is never the right decision. Or not always, I should say, the right decision. And I think you have to look at, look, it's unpopular, and you're going to get a lot of pushback if both Oregon, uh, excuse me, if both Georgia and Washington lose their conference title game on Friday and Saturday, respectively. And if you're choosing between the two, you got to go through the resume. Like, previous history does not matter. Two-time reigning national champion does not matter. This is about this year and this year only. And so, well, I would leave Georgia out and put Washington in if it comes down to just those two teams who get the last spot. I don't think the committee would because I don't think they would actually want to do what's right. They would take into account the scrutiny they would get. They realize it's easier to leave out a Pac-12 team in Washington then does leave out a SEC team in Georgia. That's why, again, I can't wait for a 12-team playoff next year when these discussions are not happening, when the committee is not as powerful. The seating, sure, we could still argue about, but in terms of who is flat-out competing for a national title, at least that's something we do not have to worry about. Okay, when we return, I'll give you my top four. The four teams, I think, when the committee reveals their rankings on Sunday afternoon that are playing in the college football playoff will be given to you early. A little early Christmas present here on this Wednesday. We'll discuss those next. It is Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. This is Hick at Night. Here's Ryan Hickey. Choice, Jack. Jack Cardi producing today, doing a great job because that is actually no control by One Direction is for those Spotify users out there. You know, today's a big day. Spotify Wrapped has started coming out, which is basically if you're not a Spotify user, that is a basically what Spotify does is track all your music listening habits and then computes it all at the end of the year and tells you which songs you listen to the most. Um, for the 2023 year. This was, so my top five is out now. I will we'll play different songs throughout the show because it is, a, it is a, I guarantee you, a list that no one else in Spotify's million users, million plus users, millions of users, really, and no one else has anywhere near the similar top five that I do because these five songs are all over the place, different years, different genres, some songs no one even has heard of. But no control at One Direction is on there. And that's, I mean, apparently, I guess I, I listened to it a lot. I was surprised by that. The other four songs, not surprised whatsoever. That was definitely one where I was like, huh, I, I guess I listened to that song a lot. But there you go. Learning a little bit about me. Radio guy. Pop guy, really. That's more what I should say. Love some good pop music. Love some good radio pop that really everyone kind of hates and gets frustrated with. That is right up 
my alley. All right. It is time. We have had weeks of debates, months of arguments. Who is good? Who is not? Who is bad? Who is good? Now it all comes down to really five games. The conference championship games for the Power Five conferences to determine who is going to be in the college football playoff. So I'm going to do is I'm giving killing two birds with one stone, giving some predictions for the conference championship games, but also now giving you, come Sunday, the four teams you will hear the committee say when they do reveal their rankings. I think it's going to be about one o'clock Eastern. One o'clock Eastern, I believe, is when we should get these uh, rankings official. So drum roll, please. The four teams competing in the college football playoff here in the final year of the four-team version will be Georgia as the number one seed, Michigan as the number two seed, Oregon coming in at number three, and number four, big one, the Texas Longhorns. That is your 2023 college football playoff. Georgia, Michigan, Oregon, Texas. Georgia is beating Alabama. They have really rounded into form the Bulldogs, that is. And are playing their best football right now at the most important part of the season. And I do think beating Nick Saban two years ago in the national title game was a huge hurdle mentally for Kirby Smart to clear I think I was a little worried coming off that SEC title game, which Alabama smoked Georgia when Georgia looked invincible back in 2021. Wonder is, is he ever going to get over that Saban hump? And to get past him in the national title game now, for me, I have no fears when it comes to Kirby taking on Nick Saban. Georgia's flat at the better team. They will take care of business and win the SEC title game on Saturday and move on to the college football playoff. Michigan, look, it's Iowa. I drive team, have to waste my time or waste anyone's time. It's Iowa. They're winning. They're 13-0. They'll be the two seed. Number three is Oregon. Oregon, for my money, they are, they to me have looked like the best team in the country. They may not have the resume for it, and I think they'll show that on Friday night when they whoop Washington. But Oregon right now is a team I would pick to win the national title. That is my national championship pick. I love the way Bo Nix is playing. I think he's really found his groove and has settled on in. He's efficient as hell. That defense is really good. They are balanced on offense where they can run the ball really well and pass the ball really well. I don't really see a flaw right now with Oregon this season. They're my national title pick. They are going to be Washington Friday night in the Pac-12 title game, and they will be participating in the college football playoff. And finally, Texas, I think, is getting in. Texas right now is seven. I think they're going to jump Ohio State, who is six. They're going to jump Washington, who's going to drop after they lose um, to Oregon in the Pac-12 title game, and they're going to jump Florida State. The committee has really slow-played Florida State, and I don't think they want to leave them out, but I do think what we heard from Bill Hancock, the executive chair of the college football playoff, on Tuesday night was very important. He didn't mince his words. He said the college football playoff committee's goal 
is to find the four best teams in the country. That's it. That's their only goal. Their only mission. And I think that was, he said it before plenty of times, but I think he reiterated that on Tuesday night specifically to set the groundwork and kind of set expectations where if Florida State wins, it's not a guarantee they're going to get in. I mean, there really is no way you could sell me or anyone that Florida State, even at 13-0 with Tate Rotemaker as, as their quarterback, that they're one of the four best teams in the country. There's, there's no way. There's no way anyone can make an actual football argument that they are better than Texas, that they're better even than Washington or Ohio State or even a two-loss Bama team. There's no argument to be made. I think the committee, while they've, I think, been rooting for Florida State quietly to lose so they don't have to make the tough decision and be the bad guys, I think they will. I think when push comes to shove, finally, the tough move will be made. Florida State at 13-0 will be out. 12-1 Texas with one of the best wins of the season earlier this year in Tuscaloosa over Alabama will be rewarded and will get a college football playoff berth. So there you go. Georgia, Texas, Michigan, Oregon. That is what the college football playoff field is going to be on New Year's Day. Let's go. I am so pumped. Friday is going to be unbelievable. A little bit later on in the show, I think the Heisman Trophy is coming down to whichever quarterback wins on Friday night. I don't think Jaden Daniels um, has a, a shot to to win the award. I really don't. I will explain a little bit later on in the show why it is Bo Nix or Michael Penix Jr. that will be raising the trophy uh, in a few weeks right here in New York City. But that is uh, a game I am so excited for and also so excited to be on the air for. If you are up late, if you are a night owl, tune in to Hick at Night Saturday morning, 2 a.m. Eastern, right after, because you know some of these games go long, probably right after Oregon-Washington does conclude in Las Vegas. Very excited to break that game down. And also get you set for conference championship weekend on Saturday as well. Also check out the podcast. Same name, Hick at Night, Night spelled N-I-T-E. Get all the content from this show and any show right here on CBS Sports Radio under that podcast. I was going to say handle, but really on, I should say, that podcast page. All right, when we return here, I was watching Hard Knocks last night, in-season Hard Knocks. Love it. I think it's very good so far. Miami Dolphins, if you've not watched it, they are the featured team um, for this in-season version. And Mike McDaniel said something that really stuck out to me and I think proved why he's one of the best coaches in the NFL. And I think he also outlined why coaches succeed and why coaches fail. Mike McDaniel said it. I'll play it for you next. It is Ryan Hickey right here on CBS. This Sports is Hick at Night. Here's Ryan Hickey. It is Ryan Hickey with you on CBS Sports Radio. My top four. The predictions I think of the teams we will see in the college football playoff when it's all said and done are as follows. Georgia, one. Michigan, two. Oregon, three. Texas, four. Those are the four teams I think we will hear their names called Sunday afternoon to get the nod to compete for the college football playoff. As a reminder, think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. 855-212-4227 is the number. Where am I wrong? 
Georgia one, Michigan two, Oregon three, Texas four. Which team are you leaving out? And which team do you think that I did not include, but you think is making the college football playoff this year? Lee is calling from Cincinnati. What's up, Lee? Hey, thanks for taking my call, Ryan. And before I say anything, I just want to let you know, yesterday um, I called you, called in, I was waiting on hold, and my wife tried to call me. She got kind of mad because didn't pick up her call because yesterday was our 25th wedding anniversary. She called to wish me happy anniversary. She asked me why I didn't switch over, and I said, no, I was waiting to talk to you. So that's how important you are, my man. Lee, I don't want to get you in trouble here, man. That is, that is, we appreciate the support, but don't get a divorce because of me, please. Oh, no, trust me. My, my wife has even said that my greatest attribute is my absence. So, anyway. <laughs> if that is not the sign of a healthy marriage, Lee, I don't know what is. <laughs> so, but, but, but no, what I wanted to say was um, I think Georgia is going to win. I think it's going to be Georgia. Um, and Michigan's going to stomp a mud hole in Iowa and then walk it dry. Those two teams I think are going to win. I, and, of course, whoever wins the Pac-12, I still think the committee is going to put Florida State in because they're undefeated because I think they're going to beat Louisville. And let's say the committee hasn't done anything that they've said they're going to do. They've gone totally against what they said their important things where They said they weren't looking back at last year. If that's the case, Michigan would be number one and um, Georgia would be number two right now. I agree. They say, um, they, they say a lot of things, you know, that they, 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 they just don't fall through. It's just it's all lip service. Now, if Alabama beats Georgia, you know, and the – committee is trying to do everything they can. That's why they would let FSU win if Georgia wins. FSU will be the fourth team because they don't want to make the hard decision. They don't want to do the tough thing and leave an undefeated ACC champ out. By that same token, if Alabama beats Georgia, okay, what they're going to do is they're going to put in Michigan, FSU, with the Pac-12, and then I think Ohio State would leap up. Why? Because the, the um, committee's not going to make the tough decision on whether Texas or Alabama, that's too controversial. No, we're just going to go ahead and go with Iowa State, go with the easy pick. So I you think, think going to do everything but make the hard decision? You think, Lee, if Alabama upsets Georgia on Saturday, you think the SEC is is shut out completely? I certainly do, and I'll tell you another reason why. Because I think that's one of the main reasons why they got rid of the BCS and went to the committee. Because because the the last BCS game, if you remember, was the rematch with Alabama and LSU, a team the game that's already been played during the year, but then those computers match those up as the two best teams. I think there's actually a little bit of anti-SEC bias, which is understandable because the SEC always seems to have the team in there, the same, you know, and they always seem to win it. So if you had a championship where the SEC wasn't in, well, that means that another conference is going to get to win it, probably a team that's never won it before. And once again, and, do I, and, do I, and let's face it, you know, if that were the case, I think that'd be great for ratings. No offense. I'm an SEC homer. I'm a Florida Gator fan. But the bottom line is, is I think that yeah, um, I think there is more of a possibility than what you realize. If Alabama wins. I do not think there's going to be an SEC team in the national championship game or Lee, national championship in the final four. I appreciate the call, buddy. Hey, happy anniversary to you. What do you do for a 25th wedding anniversary? Is that just dinner? Is that just casual? And it's a, it's a pretty big milestone. Well, no, when I get back, I've got to – I already promised her I was going to take her out to eat. I sent her flowers. Also, nice. So she didn't – and she didn't even bother to mention that she'd gotten those when I told her that I was on the phone, with, on put her on hold for you. So, <laughs> you know, that just tells you how it goes. But, no, but I got a flowers. I'm going to take her out to dinner when I um, get home next week. So nice. it'll, it'll all be okay. Trust me. I know how to smooth her over. 
I haven't been married. I haven't married for 25 years because I don't know how to um, make up with my wife. <laughs> That's true. Put out some fires. You're right about that. Congratulations <laughs> on the wedding anniversary, Lee. Appreciate the call, buddy. Safe travels for you, and enjoy that dinner next week. I do not, though, agree with the sentiment that the SEC would get shut out if Alabama beats George. I, I think the SEC is a lock. We talked about it to start this top of the hour. I think we have a few locks going into conference championship weekend. No matter who wins the Pac-12 title game, Washington or Oregon, I think the winner is guaranteed to be in the playoff. Same with the SEC, though. Georgia wins. Obviously, they're in. I think if Bama beats Georgia, I don't see a scenario where, the, uh, where Alabama is left out. I don't think Bama is left on the outside looking in if they beat Georgia. They, I think, are guaranteed to be in. So I think the SEC champ, no matter who wins, is in. And I think Michigan, no matter what, is in. Like, I, just, I can't right now foresee a scenario where, one, they lose to Iowa, but let's just say the miracle happens and they lose. I, just, I can't see a scenario where a 12-1 and Michigan team with two top 10 victories in the month of November I don't, and they've creamed everybody else. They've played. I don't see how they are left out of the 14 playoff. That's a lock. And I think the final lock as well that we have going into this weekend is if Alabama does win, they upset Georgia. I think Alabama is in, but as long as they take care of their own business and beat Oklahoma State, I think Texas is in. I think Texas is a lock to make it as well. Because I can't see the scenario, or the committee, I should say, putting Bama in and then not also putting the team Bama beat in who has a similar record and is also a conference champ. Now, Texas beats Oklahoma State. They're 12-1 and with a win over Bama, Big 12 champ. There's no way they are leaving Texas out of the playoff if Bama does beat Georgia. So I think that's another lock as well. You'll see Texas in the playoff. If Alabama does beat Georgia, those are the four locks we could say are certainties going into this final weekend of the college football. I guess, I mean, not regular season, but you know, you got a conference championship weekend. All right. So I have, I'm a big fan of hard knocks. I am. I like the preseason. I love the in season. I love the in season a lot more. I like the fact that you have actual games. You can see them get prepared for. And then you could hear, you know, mic'd up bitch during the game and hear reactions to cool plays like the return fail Mary. Javon Holland running it back 99 yards and seeing the pure disbelief from Mike McDaniel, amongst others. Watching that Hail Mary attempt go the other way. But also, I think, shined a light in an indirect way on why I think Mike McDaniel already is one of the best head coaches in the NFL. And it's going to continue to rise in the head coach rankings list. Like, I think there is, for some folks, maybe some skepticism. If Mike McDaniel's going to get figured out, if he's the real deal, if the Dolphins can beat good teams, I think he's legit. And part of the reason why I think he's legit is I heard him say this when he was talking on the Hard Knocks cameras. I want to play it for you here. Because he was kind of talking about what it means to be a coach. I want to have you hear his perspective again. This is Mike McDaniel on what it means to be a coach from Hard Knocks uh, on HBO. The responsibility that you have as a coach with a player. You realize how long we've been waiting for that one? You know, telling them right things, 
giving them the right opportunities, putting them in the right positions. You said. You have to acknowledge the fact that this is their moment. I want you guys to be your very best that you can possibly be. So then your career is as good as it can be. You can be as rich as you can be so that I can be rich. That right there. Jack, can you do me a favor? Can you play make those last five seconds again of that Mike McDaniel clip? Because I think that right there is everything of what a successful coach is in a nutshell. I'm sorry I put you on the spot there, Jack. I apologize. But I can just, you know, I, I, because I kind of know it now at this point, I could just repeat it myself. Mike McDaniel just was basically saying, right? He was talking to Jalen Phillips before he got hurt, unfortunately, and Bradley Chubb. And he was saying to those two guys at practice, look, my goal as a coach is to put you in the best position possible so you get paid, so you get rich, so you get the fame and the glory and the attention. And from there, the more fame and money you get, conversely, or, or you know, going along with that, the more money I get. And that's, I think, for me, what truly makes a great head coach in the NFL and in college football. It's about being essentially a servant. It's about doing anything and everything possible to put the players in the best position to succeed. It's checking the ego at the door. It's not making it about you or your system, but constantly shining the light on the players. And that's why I think Mike McDaniel is so loved and revered, and that's why I think this Dolphins team, since he's come to Miami, has taken off. They play for him, but they also believe. Because they see the work he does and realizes his goal is to take care of them any way possible. And I think a lot of coaches do that. But I think that's the biggest quality or maybe the the right mindset that a lot of successful head coaches have. It's not about me. It's about the players. And if they do well, then I'm eventually going to do well as well. I think the, the coaches that prioritize the players first, and again, not look at themselves as the boss. Not look at the you know players and say, hey, look, it's my way or the highway. I'm in charge. We see plenty of coaches that love to let everybody know they're the, the big man on campus. They make the decisions. What they say goes. They have a million rules. Do this. Don't do that. My way. Say this. Don't say that. I think if you truly just act as almost, again, for lack of a better term, a servant. To say, I'm here to help you. Tua, what can I do to help you? Tyree Kill, how can I work my game plans to put you in a position to succeed? Bradley Chubb, how can I make sure Vic Fangio knows the best way to utilize you? The coaches that approach their teams like that, I think are the ones that have success. The ones that are the best. That's why I I love Mike McDaniel. I'm a big fan of his. I think his star is only going to continue to rise. He's funny. He's quirky. But he doesn't, I think part of it is he doesn't mean to be. He's just him. He's just doing his own thing. But it all comes from the place of, I'm here to serve. Not be the boss. Not let everyone, you know, not let constantly remind everyone how great I am. Not make it about my system or game planning. But make it about the 53 guys on the field. Make it about Tua. Make it about Tyreek. Make it about Jalen Phillips. Make it about Jalen Ramsey. I think the great coaches do that. 
I think we just saw that evidence on Hard Knocks. Um, it was actually last week's episode, not this week's episode, but in the, um, you know, it's like one of those what you missed from last week. I heard that quote again. I'm like, man, that it really, I don't know why it didn't stick the first time, but it really resonated with me the second time. And I think you see that now in yesterday's episode that highlighted the Black Friday game. That's McDaniel's philosophy. But that's also why these players love him and play so hard for him. Because he puts their best interests at heart first when there's a lot of selfish people, but especially coaches at all levels of football. All right. It is Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. When we return, one quarterback is playing their team out of the playoffs. Tell you who that quarterback is when we do return. And also, the AFC and the NFC playoffs picture, it's wide open. So I'll tell you who's making the playoffs. Next, Ryan Hickey, right here, CBS Sports Radio.